Welcome, everyone. I'm your host, Greg McEwen, and I am here with you on this journey to learn, to understand, so that we can make a higher contribution in our lives, but without burning out. This is part two of my conversation with Anna McEwen, talking about transitions and how we can transition more gracefully. By the end of this episode, you will be able to more gracefully handle the transitions of your life. Let's get to it. If you want to get more out of today's episode, I want to encourage you to sign up for the One Minute Wednesday newsletter. You go to gregmcewan.com. It's in the top right-hand corner. You'll get a highly curated newsletter to your inbox for free every Wednesday. You'll be able to read it in just about a minute, and you'll be joining 165,000 people now who have signed up. This episode is sponsored by Shopify. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. So whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person point-of-sale system whenever and whatever you're selling Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. So sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify magic, which is your AI-powered all-star. In my experience with every business that I have built, including this podcast, there are breakthrough moments, and those moments are often the result of finding the right partner. And I think that's a way to think about Shopify, because no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash greg, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash greg now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash greg. Yeah, I feel like the last nine months, I don't know that we've really had routine. In the richness we would normally associate with that term. Yeah. Where things agree. really work. It just agree. works. Yeah, there are certain things that we would do every day at some point. Many things. But as far as routine goes, I feel like routine is when I feel like I've like I'm feeling good. Yeah. I felt like in order to achieve the things that we have been able to achieve over these nine months, the state has been something like somebody engaged in a kung fu battle. Do you know what I mean? Like, you're like, okay, I've got to be fully present to be able to handle this right now. 
And if we can handle the things that we're trying to achieve today, it's like, that's success. That is really interesting. I think that vibes with you. I don't feel like I'm in a kung fu battle. (laughs) (laughs) But I'm glad that you are. That has been a real asset. Thank you so much. Why do you say that? Okay, so curious now. Like you're thankful for that. Yeah. Why? Why? Why is that helpful? Because sometimes that is the only thing that gets certain things over the line is your excellent kung fu skills, you know? And <laughs> seriously, I you know, I think that I try to have more of a zen approach. But you know, it's interesting because I I think I'm just getting into who we are as people now, Mm. which maybe is less interesting to the listener. That which is most personal is most (laughs) universal. But that's interesting. You know, the Kung Fu analogy, I think you have a certain energy of go hard, take a break, go hard, take a break, you know, this kind of, this kind of approach. And I tend to, you know, tick, tick, tick away at things and not take a break and that's not super healthy, we found. You know, it like I have a little app that monitors my readiness and it gets docked because I'm not taking enough breaks in the day. And, now you uh, get more sleep than me. Yes. But yeah, I have true. more resting hours in the day. Yes. Well, it's not hours. It's not plural. But still, it's... We, we, that's, you have more that's, downtime. Well, that's pretty which much Which is so important trade-off. for mental health. You know, it's so important for creativity and those types of things. Yeah. And I also want to just, staying with this sort of Kung Fu analogy, which might be a bit of a self-serving thing now that we've established (laughs) that it's more my approach than yours, or it neither feels to me like, like it's not not Zen. That's not quite how I see it. It requires a lot of mental energy and presence. Okay. We're here. We need to now deal with this situation. And there's some, there is some excitement in it, but after nine months of doing it, I just find myself now ready. Has the to, Energizer Bunny run out of batteries? <laughs> I don't believe it. Now we have this image of an Energizer Bunny <laughs> in a kung fu costume, you know, trying to conquer the world over these months. It's more like, yeah, I don't want to do this forever. It's just like that. It's like, this is what it has required to be able to continue to do the things that seem important within a state of major and multiple transitions. This is the price to pay. This is what is required. We chose to do many things we didn't have to do. Mm -hmm. We chose to do them. We chose to travel. We chose to even go to Cambridge. These were choices. But now I find myself going, and I know you do, saying, <laughs> How do okay. you know I do? Because you say so, so clearly to me. Like, Yay. Just. <laughs> <laughs> Doing this episode was worth it for you <laughs> just to hear me say that out loud <laughs> and to feel heard, wasn't it? It's been enjoyable for sure. What's been enjoyable for sure? The podcast. Yeah. Or just to hear me saying it. All of it. All of it. Here's what I want to say is coming back to something from the beginning. 
this idea that you're not good at transitions, that you shared that with me as self-awareness early in our marriage, maybe even before we were married. Yes. It's it so before. it's so interesting to me because really I think you might have like a black belt in it now. <laughs> no, I'm serious because it, but even now your language will be Oh my goodness. Yep. This is a big transition. I, you know, I, you know, I don't, you know, don't really do transitions. Yeah. But the thing is you do. You, <laughs> That's you know, very you, kind. It's, there's not, I'm not trying to be kind. I'm trying to report as I see the situation. Well, this podcast has been really lovely in that I think I can see that I have grown over the past 25 years that, that I have learned to approach transitions with some experience, knowing that it's going to be uncomfortable at times, that it's not going to transfer, you know, I'm not going to be able to transfer everything I was doing over to this new, you know, this new phase with flawless smoothness. So thank you. It's helped me to see that there's been some growth. Yeah, I'm trying to put my finger on what the things are that have helped go from someone who perceived themselves to be not good at transitions, and let's say genuinely that is true, to someone who can, at the very least, handle tremendous levels of transition simultaneously. You mean, what have I learned? I'm trying to put my thing, I mean, we've just been talking about it, so mm -hmm. it's not like, I'm not necessarily saying, well, what are they? These are the things that we've been talking about. But what can we say in terms of portable mindsets or skills for other people to make the same kind of transition on transitions, if that's not too much of a mouthful. I feel a little bit inadequate in giving anyone advice, but I'll give it a shot. I mean, one of the things I, a tool I would suggest is to hold in your present that you are going through a transition and have some sort of amount of time that you are allowing for it. Maybe even do a little research on it. I mean, I know with moving to a new community, they I said that earlier in the podcast, but I guess two to three years is a pretty normal amount of transition until you feel settled, till you feel like you have your people, you know where things are, you know, you have a community and a routine. That can be daunting when you're going into it. You're like, two to three years, you know, but it's not all going to be a challenge the entire time. You know, there are going to be many phases of acquiring knowledge and meeting people and et cetera, et cetera. Okay. So you said two things so far. You said naming it. Mm -hmm. This is a transition. We are going through a major transition. This should be hard. This should be a challenge. Yeah. Then even further, not just naming it, but giving a period of time out loud. Okay, this, when we travel somewhere, when we come back, we need to allow ourselves a week. That doesn't mean you don't do anything for a week, but allow yourself to feel a bit crazy for a week. Yeah, I remember talking to a woman whose husband traveled all the time, and she had read that it took... Do you remember this, Greg? It oh, took yes. Like I, oh, I remember. I'm not going to, I don't want to interrupt you, but I want to give more context for those that don't know. So in this situation, the husband is a CEO of a major pharmaceutical company. The wife is an educator and highly intense in her own right. And what I remember was that she'd learned it was sort of 
three to four days for them as a couple to be able to reconnect, that it took a couple right. that amount of time. But the that if is, they've been gone for more than two days, I believe, that right. it would then take three to four days to kind of get back in sync with each other. And what she was concluding was what was well, her- that that he traveled so often that they were never in sync because they were never like three to four days together at a stretch. So is that literally, right? yes, literally their entire marriage, she was like, oh, that's why we don't feel deeply connected. E- even though they are connected yeah, they were great. and care for it each work. other and love yeah. each other and so on. But th- that deep connection is basically never in existence because every trip disconnects them. And it takes all the time they have back together just to even start to feel reconnected before the travel happens again. Right. And it's a real, I feel like, balancing act for me to not get discouraged by that kind of information, but rather give myself some grace because of that information and work toward, you know, building a lifestyle where you're not in transition all the time. Well, this is one of the reasons that I don't travel in that way. This is deliberate too. So, you know, it's no secret that I travel, that that's the least family-friendly element of my career. But early on, we made the choice that you would take a family member with you as often as possible. Which was one way of alleviating the cost of it. Well, we'd learned that from another CEO who'd done that, and that had been an enriching experience for him and his family members. Precisely. And so so that was one thing we did. But another is just, I'm thinking about people who are listening to this who may feel they just don't have a choice because that's the company they're in and it's a global f- firm and so on. Or well, that's the military, you know? I mean, there's lots of careers where that, that just is the way it is. and An embedded part of it. But as I understand it, I mean, they're not alone and they have a community to be able to support one another and talk through those things and well and regardless taking that information taking that knowledge and recognizing that it takes time to handle transitions and to create buffer deliberately even putting it on the calendar okay these so there's a variety of things you can do with that knowledge if you have enough influence of your schedule then you can literally build buffer, right? Okay, so here's several days we're not having appointments because we'll need to transition if it's a major transition you're going through. If it's something like, say, the military, you're moving for the military, okay, maybe you can't change that aspect of it, but what can you do to make up for the collateral damage of the transition so that you don't pretend, well, this will just be fine. This This will have no impact. I can just pretend it's away so that you build it into the equation and then make whatever accommodations you can make for the things you can't change. Yeah. And I just say, you know, prioritizing the things that matter most to you and letting go of as much as possible, because some things you just, you need to do for your own health. Yeah. So we could call, you know, this third either reminder or principle is protecting the asset, is recognizing the transition is already going to be taking so much from the asset. And that's how I, that's how I feel about this whole Kung Fu metaphor, <laughs> is that you're using a lot of the asset in order to deal with this situation that you're in. And so you can choose to be a little imbalanced 
over a certain period of time if you then make adjustments to be balanced over the longer period, right? So this is nine months of extremely intense experience and adventure and transition. But now what can you do? You sort of say, okay, it's a little like the Joseph in Egypt with seven years of good years and seven years of famine. Yeah. And trying to do that a little with transitions where you say, okay, if this is, if I've gone through a major transition, how can I then create, in our case, let's say nine months of maximizing steadiness and recuperation? So that- I like the sound of that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in. <laughs> Sold. <laughs> Seconded. I have it in a recording. I will be playing this back to you. <laughs> yeah, but you're not having me to drag me to this. I mean, I'm <laughs> somebody who's listening to this. They've been walking along. They're running. They're in the car. They're in the shops. Maybe they're cleaning at home. Maybe they're preparing for a meeting. As I think about all of them there, living with transitions in their life, what is final comment, a quote, a piece of wisdom that we can offer them? I would just go easy on yourself, you know, and prioritize your relationships and the health of those. I don't know. What do you think, Greg? Well, I mean, in the same sentence, you literally said easier and prioritize, which is (laughs) pretty much the last 10 years of my professional life, writing essentialism and effortless and teaching those ideas. So it's a pretty great place to go to. You know, as I've said before, you don't write a book on effortless because life is easy. The only reason you do it is as an antidote because life is so hard and so often suffering. And so what you said is, it just feels exactly right. It's this is grace, right? Yeah. And now the question that you're asking is like, how can I smooth this transition? Yeah, I like that. How can I smooth this transition? Because we are probably all in some sort of transition right now. And right. if you're not, one is coming. So allow for it. Embrace it. Anna, really, thank you for taking time to have this conversation and sharing your insights, your honesty with everybody. We're all better for having you. I love these conversations. For everybody listening out there, I know I speak for Anna when I say this, like it's really a blessing for us to be able to have these conversations with you. We talk about this, Mm -hmm. about the people, we see you in our mind's eye. Practically right now, maybe you're walking outside, maybe you're on a run, maybe you're in the car, on a train, on the bus, maybe you're cleaning up inside. We see that part and feel privileged to be a part of that in your lives. But also, it's more than that. Because even though that might be what you're doing on the outside, what you're really doing is try to live your life in a meaningful way, to to design a life that really matters, to make a contribution, to make a difference, and are dealing with so many challenges of so many kinds and all of the time. And so just thank you, really thank you for being a part of this conversation today. Well, that's a wrap. What is one thing that you learned from today's episode? What is one thing you can do immediately to put this into action? I mean, in the next five to 10 minutes. And who is someone you can share this episode with so that the conversation 
can turn into an actual improvement in your life and theirs. Thank you, and I'll see you next time. This episode is brought to you by the Yap Media Podcast Network. I'm Hala Taha, CEO of the award-winning digital media empire, Yap Media, and host of Yap Young and Profiting Podcast, a number one entrepreneurship and self-improvement podcast where you can listen, learn, and profit. On Young and Profiting Podcast, I interview the brightest minds in the world, and I turn their wisdom into actionable advice that you can use in your daily life. Each week, we dive into a new topic like the art of side hustles, how to level up your influence and persuasion, and goal setting. I interview A-list guests on Young and Profiting. I've got the best guests, like the world's number one negotiation expert, Chris Voss, Shark, Damon John, serial entrepreneurs, Alex and Layla Hermosi, and even movie stars like Matthew McConaughey. There's absolutely no fluff on my podcast, and that's on purpose. Every episode is jam-packed with advice that's gonna push your life forward. I do my research, I get straight to the point, and I take things really seriously, which is why I'm known as the podcast princess and how I became one of the top podcasters in the world in less than five years. Young and Profiting Podcast is for all ages. Don't let the name fool you. It's an advanced show. As long as you want to learn and level up, you will be forever young. So join Podcast Royalty and subscribe to Young and Profiting Podcast or Yap, like it's often called by my Yap fam on Apple, Spotify, CastBox, or wherever you listen to your podcasts.